Welcome to special episode number three of the Christmas Break series on A Cup of Gratitude podcast. I can't believe we're only a week away from Christmas, and I'm really happy to be bringing you an in-depth look today at gleaning from our lives. So we started off looking at our identity in week one with such a time as this. We saw how we're chosen, how we're put exactly where we're meant to be at the exact time and space, and how we're given the character that we need to do what God has for us. Then last week, we looked at the soils of our heart and how God works through our being open to being worked on. And he breaks up the fallow ground and creates more and more good soil in us as we bring to him the thorns, the weeds, the rocks, and the hard and crusty places of our lives. We talked about how even though God gives us a new heart and takes our heart of stone away, that if we don't come to him every single day and spend time in his truth and in his presence, we will slowly revert back to a stony place Our hearts will harden again because of sin. And so it's our responsibility to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and to join him in doing the work that's needed to have good soil. The word of God is the seed that lands in the soil of our heart and our lives are meant to produce a harvest of 30, 60, or 100 times more than what was planted. So today, I want to talk to you about the thought of Who can glean from the harvest that you produce? This week, we're going to be sharing a song from Laurel Taylor. Laurel's been on my show twice. I've shared her music numerous times. I've had her parents on the show. She's astounding, so talented, and you definitely need to follow her. I'll put all of her information in the show notes, but Laurel is an artist, producer, and singer-songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee. She's originally from Alabama. She made her move to Music City 12 years ago, right after turning 18. And from the American Idol stage to Tootsie's on Broadway, to the local church leading worship, her voice and sound speak to every crowd. Laurel carries an excellent stage presence and a live show performance everywhere she goes. She has a raw country sound, a ministry mindset, in her own unique style. Laurel uses her life stories to speak to people through her music and intentionally writes for everyone that listens. I'm going to be sharing a beautiful song of hers both this week and next week, so I'm excited to be able to do that. All right, so here we go. Let's take a moment to think about gleaning. I've been thinking about gleaning in the Bible. God was very specific that there were laws that you had to leave room around the edge of your harvest field for people to come and glean. The people who gleaned were people like widows, orphans, sojourners, people who didn't have their own and who were hungry. So let's think about that. If the seed planted in a heart with good soil produces a harvest, If you have good soil, people in your life should be able to come around the edges of what you're doing and glean from it. Who's coming into your life and being fed? Now think about that. God didn't say to harvest everything and just leave baskets of what you reaped all around the edges, but he told you to leave what drops in a small margin around the edge of what you're doing to be reaped. 
those that come have to want to be fed and they, they have to do some of the work to receive the harvest. They have to pick up and collect truth to feed them. And once they do, then their seed can grow and produce a harvest that others can glean from and be fed. This is the way that God's kingdom works. So let me ask you, who is being fed by the harvest of your life? Think about it. If you're producing a great harvest and you have a fruitful life for the kingdom, if you're sharing the truths that you've received from the gospel, others can take from what you produce and be fed. Now, I write books. I have a podcast. I speak on stages in small groups, one-on-one. I share my harvest pretty much anywhere that I get an opportunity. But you have places. I think you need to take some time to sit and really look, where am I sharing? When a seed produces a harvest in good soil, it isn't just for the life where the harvest grows. Even the very edges of what you produce can feed others. But here's the question, what are you producing? God's ways amaze me. We add and subtract, but God multiplies. His math is different than ours. Think about it. He fed people from just a few loaves and fishes that someone offered up to him. It was meager. It was plain and basic, and yet everyone was fed. When you offer up your life, he will multiply it. When it's humble and good soil, he will multiply what you offer him, and others will be fed. It was the sojourners. It was the people who didn't know Jesus but were hungry for truth that were fed. The people who were looking for answers who got fed with the overflow from the offering. Today, I'm challenging you to look for the places where you're leaving some room for people who are hurting and hungry to glean from what you know about the kingdom of God and how you live your life with Jesus. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, nor shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. That's what it says in Leviticus 23, 22. The word glean means to gather what was left by the reapers. The process of gleaning is the simple act of collecting excess. When fresh ideas and understandings from the heart of someone who's producing a harvest for God are shared, a gleaner gathers something in small pieces, slowly and carefully, and accumulates them. They are a collector, a gatherer, a person who is able to continue to focus on the little bits and to hold them dear. In the book of Ruth, Ruth goes and gleans from the fields of one of Naomi's remaining relatives. As impoverished women in the ancient culture, Naomi and Ruth had few options for earning a living, so she gathered what was left by the reapers. Historically, the reapers were those who planted and harvested the main crops. The gleaners were those who followed behind and collected leftover crops that were left behind. So if you have worked on your soil with God and the word of God is planted in your good soil and your life begins to produce a crop and a harvest, it, it is your job to leave room for people to come and glean. Even the little bits that are dropped, even the very edges can feed others. We face so many disappointments 
because we're living between two gardens. The original garden found in Genesis at the beginning of the Bible and the garden found in Revelation at the end of the Bible. Our hearts were created perfectly by God originally in the beginning, but we don't live there anymore because of sin. And so as we strive each and every day towards the new garden in Revelation, it is only through the help of God that our hearts can continually be transformed, that our soil can continue to be tilled and produced a harvest so others can make their way towards the promise as well. There will be a new heaven and a new earth, and we have this promise from God that he will be with us. Here's what we need to do to get there. We need to listen. We need to follow his promptings. We need to allow him in. We need to go wherever he goes and stay wherever he stays. We need to have the deepest relationship with him because only God knows how to get us to the place that he originally intended for us to be forever, eternally in relationship with him where everything is good. So this got me thinking Everyone is different. Of course, not everyone's going to start a podcast or write books or go up on stage and speak. Not everyone's going to teach the Bible, but all of us are responsible for the people around the edges of our lives. Think about it. Who has God provided around you that growing your harvest can feed? The Bible tells us to go out into all the world. It's a commandment to go and make disciples. And our job in doing this is to be sharing the gospel to sow the seed of God everywhere we go. What if you don't share what you've reaped? Jesus went to the cross and died for you. And once you realize that, and the truth of God's word gets into your heart, God works on you relentlessly, helping you day by day to have more and more good soil. The seed of his word begins to root and sprout and bear fruit and create a harvest. And it's not just for you to feast on. It is for you to share with others. Think of that little boy who offered up the only food he had, a meager few fish and loaves of bread. But when he handed it to Jesus, Jesus was able to take it, give thanks for it, break it, bless it and give it out. And as he gave it out, it multiplied and it was enough to feed everyone. It makes me think if you must share what you have, no matter what it is, no matter what you've been gifted with, you need to share that. You need to give it back to Jesus. And when you do, he will take it and he will bless it and he will break it and he will give it out and it will multiply. And even the little bits that are left over can be eaten and can feed others. There were baskets of fish and bread left over. God works in ways other than we do. God says that we are the light of the world, that a city is set on a hill and it cannot be hidden. And neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick so that it gives light to all that are in the house. Think about that. That's Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. Your light, your harvest aren't just meant for you. They are meant for everyone around you too. Who in your family is not a believer? Create a harvest that they might glean from it. Who in your life doesn't know Jesus? Be the light that they may see his light in you. There are always going to be people around you who are sojourners, 
who've not encountered the truth, who have not come to know Jesus, who do not have the word of God and do not have its seed, the truth. They don't have anything good to eat, but Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Jesus says, I am the living bread, which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. Jesus says, whoever comes to me shall never be hungry. Who believes in me shall never be thirsty. He's the word of God. In John 6, 35, Jesus says that believing in him will satisfy the basic human need and desire for life. Jesus linked life with himself. He is what sustains and nourishes spiritual life. And it is by feeding on him that we obtain life and continue to flourish. Bread has a symbolic value. Bread is made from wheat, by the way. So this all does tie together. Your harvest from the seed of God's word is wheat in the Bible. It's a gift from God. When Moses fed his people in the desert with food that fell from heaven, it was manna, heavenly bread. Bread was present during the Last Supper when Jesus became the body of Christ. Jesus multiplied bread to feed the crowd. Bread is a sign of sharing. So let's really pull this together now. If you take the word of God, which is seed, you allow it to grow in good soil in your heart by weeding, taking out the rocks, and allowing God to work in you. And it grows, and it produces a harvest of wheat, which can be reaped and gleaned to create food. The food is Jesus. He is both the seed and the bread and the wheat. Jesus is the one who is sharing himself with all of the world. He is the living bread which makes us alive. He's the true bread from heaven. He is genuinely God's word, the bread of life. Jesus himself is the very word of God. Whoever comes to him will never hunger or thirst. We must receive his salvation. We must allow our hardened, rocky heart to be made flesh. We must allow it to be filled with seed of the word of God and let it grow up into a beautiful harvest, which we can then share with the world. And even the little pieces around the edges that drop into the people in our lives. They drop into, into their lives without them even realizing what's fallen. People on the edges of our lives begin to understand. They're able to pick up what we put out. God's word does not come back void without accomplishing what he sends it forth to do. And even if you don't know it, that's true. If you're sharing the gospel, if you're sharing your harvest, there are people on the fringes of your life who might be picking up little pieces filled with seed, filled with the gospel, filled with the word of God. And those seeds can grow. God has a plan and you producing a harvest is a big part of it. So here we are at week three, getting ready to receive Jesus, the word of God, come fully human and fully God as a little baby to start the process of what needed to be done to atone for our sins on the cross. What are you going to do with this one wild and precious life?
We need to listen to God, to go where he tells us and share him with the world. We have a purpose and a calling. It's time to move. It's time to speak. What is God telling you right now? How can you fulfill his call on your life? When we offer up all that we have to Jesus, he takes it, he blesses it, he breaks it, he multiplies it, and he shares it with those around us who are hungry for the truth. Lost in the illusion Like a tattoo on my mind Fighting the voices The whispers and the lies What you say? I know that it is the truth So help me trust you Listen to you say.